Prepare your heart to be moved by God through the preaching and teaching of His Word as delivered at Truth Gatherer's Dream Center Church. Jeremiah, the 12th chapter, verses 1 through 5, reads, Lord, you always give me justice when I bring a case before you. So let me bring you this complaint. Why are the wicked so prosperous? Why? Why are evil people so happy? You have planted them and they have taken root and prospered. Your name is on their lips, but you are far from their hearts. But as for me, Lord, you know my heart. You see me and test my thoughts. Drag these people away like sheep to be butchered. Set them aside to be slaughtered. How long must this land mourn? Even the grass in the fields are withered. The wild animals and birds have disappeared because of the evil in the land. For the people have said, the Lord doesn't see what's ahead for us. Here's the Lord's response to Jeremiah's complaint. Verse 5. If racing against mere men makes you tired, how will you race against horses? Again, if racing against mere men makes you tired, God responds, how will you race against horses? If you stumble and fall on open ground, what will you do in the thickets near the Jordan? That's Jeremiah. Let's go to Isaiah 40th chapter, verse 28, King James Version, and it reads, Has thou not known, has thou not heard, that the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, fainteth not, neither is weary. There is no searching of his understanding. He giveth power to the faint. And to them that have no might, he increaseth strength. Even the youths shall faint and be weary. And young men shall utterly fall. Here we go. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. And they shall walk and not faint. I want to preach from the topic this morning. Strength to run with horses and fly with eagles. Strength to run with horses and to fly with eagles. God will give us strength to run with horses and fly with eagles. Here we are on the 17th day of January in year 2021. Those who are bold and brazen believers can easily say, this is the day that the Lord has made. We shall rejoice and be glad in it. While it is true and a faithful scripture, yet when we look at the day we are living in, there is much to balance. There is much to endure. There is much to ignore. Much to be cautious of and much to be aware of. For many unspoken voices, what's happening in our world is just too much. Too much arguing. Too much pain. 
Too many protests, too many riots, too many lives lost. It goes to say that everyone is not okay. I repeat, in the midst of all we go through, it goes to say, especially for the unspoken voices, that everyone is not okay right now. They are handling, they are not handling this season well at all. They are lost. They are lost for answers, no resolve, and have not found peace. If so, if so, if they did have peace, it was short-lived and then gone again. Even now, in the midst of all of this, I'm telling you that there is yet a sovereign God. Somebody say sovereign God. This sovereign God we serve sits high and looks low. Matthew 5, 44 through 45 says it like this. His sovereignty to us. He says, but I say unto you, love your enemies. What? 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 He said, let me teach you about sovereignty. Love your enemies. Bless them that curse you. Do good to them that hate you. And pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you that ye may be the children of the Father which is in heaven, for he maketh the, his Son to rise on the evil and on the good, and sendeth rain on the just and on the unjust. That's his sovereignty. When we look at his sovereignty, he's bless, blessing those who don't love him and blessing those, blessing those who love him dearly because he is sovereign. Some He is sovereign in what's happening around us, but yet God is is not shocked or surprised he knew this was going to happen Isaiah 46 and 10 says he is declaring the end from the beginning that means he knew what was going to happen in between the beginning and the end it says from ancient times the things that are not done saying my counsel shall stand and I will do my pleasure so God say even in the evil of this day the wickedness of this day not having answers for everything we're going through God says from the beginning to the end I've established what I'm going to do and my counsel shall stand forever meaning what I said is going to happen is still going to happen no matter what has happened after I declare what it shall be sometimes people feel that things are unfair even as Jeremiah did felt it was unfair and so let me talk to those who feel like things have been unfair but I want to put it on the people of faith I'm talking about the people who believe the infallible word of God who believe that the word of God cannot fail I want to talk to the people who may think Things are unfair, but you're a believer. Amen. And you believe in the word of God that forever liveth and that forever will come to pass. And so I don't want you to get caught up on the word of the prophets that did not come to pass. I want you to get caught up on the word that's still standing and forever liveth. Daniel uh, tries to help us. Daniel, taken into Babylonian slavery, tries to help us to deal with things that are unfair. Daniel was taken into slavery yet while he was in slavery 
he sanctified himself. He didn't use slavery as an excuse not to serve the most high God. He didn't use his predicament, his unfortunate circumstance about him and the people of God being brought into Babylonian captivity. He said, no, uh, king, let me sanctify myself and let me have this Daniel's diet where I'm not eating from the king's table so I can show forth that I already know who I am and you can't have you can change my name all you want to but I know who I was when I arrived in your palace O king and so Daniel teaches us how to deal with things that are, we feel are unfair he sanctified himself yet he rose to be appointed as chief administrator over the governors in a foreign land. Now, if that ain't sovereignty, you in the midst of slavery and God recognizes you, highlights you, builds you up. You so smart, so full of wisdom, so full of grace that you cannot be denied even in, in slavery. He is raised up in a foreign land to be the chief administrator over governors. This is what Daniel says to us who feel like it's unfair he says he changes the times and the seasons he removeth kings and setteth up kings he giveth wisdom unto the wise and knowledge to them that know understanding and so he says in everything I've learned God is sovereign God will put up one leader and take down another know how he could say that because he was one of the ones that was raised up sovereignly by God and so those who sometimes get stuck and what you feel is unfair I'm gonna tell you to trust God's sovereignty he changes the times and he changes the season he will remove one king and set up another king because he is sovereign he is sovereign Proverbs tries to help us as well with our sovereignty with his sovereignty Proverbs says the Lord has made all things for himself listen here the Lord has made all things for himself Listen, yea, even the wicked for the day of evil. That's what Proverbs tells us, that the Lord has made all things for himself. Yea, even the wicked for the day of evil. Hmm. God is even trying to tell us that wicked, the wicked has a purpose. That he even allow the wicked to exist for a purpose. And so even when we look at the wickedness roaming all around the streets, when we see what's happening, in a day like this you would think in a day like this everybody will be on their best behavior you would think in a day like this people will recognize there is a God you would think on a day like this people will love their neighbors as themselves you would think in a day like this but yet the wicked is still moving the wicked is still talking the wicked is still running their mouths a wicked the wicked is still bringing chaos but God said no 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 don't get besides out of your sorts don't lose don't lose your marbles don't don't go crazy I've even allowed the wicked to be in place so the wicked has a purpose but I want to encourage the backslider because when the backslider see what's going on make sure if you a backslider that you're not caught slipping into the role of the wicked I said if you a backslider don't make sure you're not caught slipping into the role of the wicked you know sometimes when people backslide they get all kind of messed up in their heart and then mind and if you're not careful the backslider becomes 
an enemy to God but I want to pull on the backslider this morning don't you get caught slipping into the role of the wicked as a matter of fact um, backsliders is about to make their way back to God backsliders is about to get through the pain backsliders are about to get through misunderstanding of scripture backsliders are about to get through being hurt by the church oh when we talk about backsliders and people who are pain and got misorganized organized emotions and we don't understand what's going on with them sometimes you just don't know their story you don't know what afflicted them but I got good news that the backslider is about to make their way back to God now I need a few people who can celebrate in advance we didn't set up all this pet rally stuff for nothing we're getting ready to celebrate that backsliders are on their way back to God but I got to caution the backsliders don't you get caught slipping looking like the wicked one because the wicked one is going to have their day with God but there is more good news here for the backslider it is that the Lord has even in his sovereignty you can get mad about it but in his sovereignty God has left the door open for the backslider he has left the door wide open for the backslider you may not like it you may feel like hey uh, they've been backslidden they're not worthy you know they and some of us understand because we are what we call loyalists we are loyalists if anybody shows any type of distrust or any type of unloyalty we cut them off in a minute so I mean and I'm not saying you don't have to have a process for life and discernment but some of us are such loyalists, loyalists you would think that you never make a mistake uh, we would think that you're perfect in all your ways we would think that you never had to pray and get yourself together because you such a loyalist you feel like nobody needs help everybody should be perfect but God in his sovereignty leaves the door open for the backslider uh, I don't care if you don't like them I don't care if you don't understand stand up somebody already celebrating y'all some of y'all good you're getting it because you understand that you were once a backslider somebody already celebrating because they remember when they backslid on God somebody somebody praising God in advance because they know where they were two years ago three years ago five years ago and they know God was slow in wrath but plenteous in mercy and there are people who are celebrating already in advance for the backslider now we done made the real loyalist mad because now we got people who are ex-backsliders celebrating in advance for the backsliders and the loyalists are wondering how you can celebrate for somebody who done tripped who done backed up why because I was there one day I was there but God is telling you I've left the door wide open for the backslider he even had a nerve to put it in his word listen to this that God will say that I am married to the backslider what he even allowed a prophet by the name of Hosea marry a prostitute to give an example to his people that although you go through sin I'll never leave you although you go through all kind of circumstances I'll never leave you you may leave me but don't get confused I won't leave you and he tells us in his word that he is married to the backslider he's left the door open wide open he's sitting at home saying I want you back 
again. I want you back in the house. I want you back in my presence. I want you back in relationship with me. Oh, the backslider is out there doing all he or she wants to do. But God is sitting faithful at the house with his ring on his finger and saying, I ain't quitting you because you quit me. I'm not getting mad throwing my ring in the garbage, throwing my ring down the drain because you don't walk out on me. He says, I'm married to the backslider. I'm telling you, God is ready to bring home the backslider. And I'm letting you know, for those who want to know, he's not bringing them through the back door. He's bringing the backslider through the front door. That's right. Because there is no shame of when you are coming back home. There's no shame. Tell somebody, no shame in my game. When I'm coming back home, I ain't got to lift, put my head down. And God will bring us through the front door. You would think that God would sneak the person in. You know, they've been in all kinds of circumstances. They got testimonies that, that they wish they didn't have. How many know what I'm talking about? Testimonies you wish you didn't have. I got a testimony I wish you didn't have but guess what I still got it <laughs> yeah, it's mine you can't take it from me don't mess with me on that that was last week I ain't gonna let nobody take my testimony if I was in foolishness guess what the good thing is he brought me out of it if I was in sin the good news is he brought me out of it you ain't gonna make me shame uh, cause that thing he has flipped around and made a testimony so he tells the backslider I'm bringing you back through the front door I'm letting everybody know I'm bringing you in I'm letting everybody know I'm bringing you back oh you not the wicked you're the backslider and through my sovereignty I'm bringing you back some of y'all don't believe me y'all don't believe me so let's go to scripture the scripture says in Luke 15 verse 18 to 20 how uh, it says that there was a son who went away from home and found himself in a big mess he wanted to eat the pig slop but one day the Bible says he came to himself listen it says he said to himself I will arise he said I'm making a decision today I will arise I will go to my father and I will say unto him father I have sinned against heaven and before thee he said I'm not trying to hide nothing anymore you already know I, where I've been obviously I hadn't been home you already know that I might as well come and confess that I am a sinner he also said I'm gonna let you know that I am I am no more worthy to be called thy son make me as one of thy hired servants and he arose he came to his father but when he was a yet a great way off I got to slow down he's coming home coming to grips that he got to repent he said ain't no sense in me trying to fake the funk and act like I hadn't been somewhere I shouldn't have been I'm gonna be open with God but here I come but while he's coming to God it says that God or the father was coming to him while he was coming home ain't that something that on the day he decides to come home it's the same day that the father is sitting there now like you I'm a little imaginative I can kind of put some pictures together if the Bible says the father saw him a great way off come on that's verse 20 he saw him when he was a great way off that means two things are happening here number one I already let you know the first thing was happening what it was the door was wide open so number one the door was wide open that's one picture we can see but the second picture we see is now that the father is sitting on the porch so the father is sitting on on the porch with the door wide open and as he's sitting on the porch he see his son getting himself together and rather than allowing his son to struggle to salvation rather than allowing his son to be tormented towards deliverance he gets off the porch oh y'all don't believe me 
let's get here in the verse he says his father saw him verse 20 and had compassion on him and ran oh god the father got off the porch i'm adding some things but i think i'm good he got off the porch and he ran the door still wide open and he ran and met his son while his son is coming home the father was coming to the son and he fell on his neck y'all see it in verse 20 use your bibles and he kissed him oh he said oh my beloved son it ain't none like you oh my son oh my son who i missed oh my son who no one replaced now he had a son at home but it still wasn't the son i missed and some of y'all think i ain't missed god say i got other children but i've been missing you i got other kids but i've been missing you and the father runs off the porch hugs him kiss him and said i'm gonna bring this boy home verse 21 says and the son said unto the father father i've sinned against heaven and in thy sight i am no more worthy to be called thy son but the father said to his servants listen to father he said bring forth the best robe put it on him come on we might we're not to be shamed we're going to put the robe back on him get him back in his place put a ring on his hand since i already got my ring on put a ring back on his hand he lost his ring through his struggle and put shoes back on his feet bring hither the fatted calf i thank god for the fatted calf he didn't go get an anorexic looking calf he didn't go get no skinny mini looking calf he didn't get no calf that looked as sick he gets he said get the calf that you will have on the fourth of july get a calf that you will have on during your grandma's retirement get the fatted calf we about to kill it and let us eat and be merry for my son was dead and is alive again he was lost and is found and they began to be merry i'm coming to tell you in god's sovereignty god's about to throw some parties for some backsliders some people on his way home some people on their way to get it right he's getting the party all vamped up why you think we got all these balloons why you think we got it saying why yes because somebody is about to say yes to God and we got to be ready at any moment to throw a party musicians got to be ready at any moment to throw a party the praise dancers got to be ready at any moment to throw a party oh you got to be a party planner these days because God's about to save some souls y'all ain't playing around God's about to deliver some people God is married to the backslider mm -hmm. what do we say about his sovereignty to the faithful ones like the bible says so what do we say to these things what do we say to the unwavering faithful people what do we say to people who are discouraged what do we say to people who have drifted away what do we say even to the wicked we say what romans 8 tells us in 31 it says if god be for us that's what we say we say to every trial to every storm if god be for us who can be against us i dare you to think about it for a moment to pause and think about how you made it through the storm i dare you to say god did it say god did it that's how i got through this god did it that's how i got through school how many people can testify that you didn't even think you was gonna get through school how many had to go back to the register's office and and that register did a miracle calculation 
Some of y'all know what I'm talking about. They looked at your credits and said, oh, you graduate. Hey, you was on this path to do something, but when I put this over here, cancel out that, and move that over here. Ah, you're graduating in the spring. You're graduating. If you're somebody who's been through pain, been through heartache, can say, if it had not been for God who was on my side, that's what we say to these things. If it had not been for God, oh, I can look at my family generational line and things didn't work out for everybody else. But when I look at my life, I see a string of mercy. I see a string of grace. I see a string of favor. And somehow I keep saying, some way God is on my side. Some way God's going to do it again. I dare you to say God did it and he's going to do it again. Put it on that timeline. God did it and God's going to do it again. Yeah. What do we say? We say God did it once. God's going to do it again. He woke me up in my right mind. Somebody say God did it. God did it. Yeah. When I felt abandoned, left alone, didn't have no peace, say God did it, God did it, God did it, God did it. When I didn't know what to do next, what shall we say if God be for us, who can be against us? So here it is, back to our base scripture, Jeremiah. Jeremiah feels like he's at the end of his rope. But God asks him a very strong and profound question. How will you run with horses God was basically saying to Jeremiah if you're having trouble now how are you going to survive when things really get tough how are you going to survive when things really get rough it is enough for Jeremiah to try to keep up with the affairs of the day tell somebody it's enough to try to keep up with the day it's enough to try to keep up with what's happening, what happened last night, what happened the other week. Oh, I missed that. My God. All that done happened. Yes, all that done happened. That's happened. Jeremiah say, what are you saying to me, God? How I'm going to keep up with horses? How I'm going to keep up with horses? I'm going through all this trouble. How I'm going to keep up? It seems unfair that God would come to Jeremiah after his complaint and say to him, if you're having trouble today, how are you going to make it tomorrow? He says, how are you going to be able? Thank you to run with horses it seems unfair running with horses is a very interesting metaphor on several levels first it is it is an impossibility for man to compete with horses horses have more speed more endurance than people do and when it comes to running there's no way naturally we can keep up with a horse even the fastest man alive cannot compete with the average horse so maybe at first God's desire for Jeremiah to compete with horses sound like God wants is wanting Jeremiah to do the impossible and in one sense I got to tell you that's true God is telling Jeremiah it's time for you to move into the impossible it's time for you to move in to the supernatural he says I'm not asking you to do this on your own strength I'm telling you by my strength you can run with horses and I'm telling you even in a dark time like this God is releasing the power of the supernatural people are gonna wonder how in the world 
You ain't made it through that. How in the world you made it through the crushing? Tell somebody God's going to do it. God's going to lay the impossible, the spirit of the impossible on you. It was impossible for you to make it, but God did it. It was impossible for you to keep your joy, but God did it. And God is saying, get ready to walk in the supernatural. Get ready to keep joy after being denied. Get ready to get have peace after being denied. God is trying to tell Jeremiah in simple terms, let me do the impossible in you and what seems impossible let me do it through you I'm going to cause you to run with horses and I'm going to cause you to fly with eagles come on he said Jeremiah you're going to be able to keep up in this season you're not going to drag you're going to have a cream of the crop type anointing on you God said I want to give my people a strength they never had before we're wondering what God's going to do in this season and we think God's going to back up because we trying to back up we think God's going to sit down because we sit down God said no I'm going to teach you how to win under pressure matter of fact I'm going to make you tough when things get tough I'm going to make you tough when things get rough I'm not going to back up from you but through my anointing you're going to do the impossible tell somebody it's time to do the impossible he tells them you're gonna run with horses but that's not the only thing god is doing in us we're also gonna learn to fly with eagles say run with horses and say fly with eagles the bible says in isaiah 40th chapter verse 31 it says but they that wait on the lord say wait on the lord wait on the lord they that wait on the lord he shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. The key, the key component is first to learn to wait on the Lord. Ah, in the midst of what's going on, we got to learn how to wait on the Lord. Yeah. Many people have heard this scripture and what we get out of it, we begin to say, Lord, teach me how to wait. How many can be honest that there are times I don't know what to do and I need to be taught how to wait. I need to be taught how to stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. I need to be taught how to stay anchored, stay planted, stay consistent. How do I do that? He tells us to wait on the Lord. We got to learn how to wait when we're tired. Learn how to wait when we're frustrated. Why? Because waiting brings renewing. Because they that wait on the Lord he shall renew their strength but learning how to wait is not the only thing and I think what's happened to us as a church we've only taught people how to wait but the scripture says there's other things you got to learn to do besides wait the Bible says not only do you need to learn how to wait hallelujah but you need to learn how to walk the bible says we walk by faith and not by sight what that means is you got to learn every day not to be stuck because fear will keep you stuck fear will keep you running and hiding but waiting on the lord and walking with the lord by faith will keep you moving so the key is how do i stay mobile in a season like this how do i accomplish things in a season like this how do i do things i never done in a, in a time like this 
I got to learn how to walk and to live by faith so the Bible says that we're going to walk and not faint so not only do I need to learn how to trust but now trusting would enable me to walk I'm telling you there are things you can accomplish in this season there are things that you can do in this moment there are things that you can achieve in this opportunity you got to learn how to walk even during crazy times you got to learn how to walk you got to learn how to walk with Jesus every day step by step hallelujah day by day how many walking with Jesus moment by moment we got to learn how to walk with him but walking is not the only thing we got to learn how to do the Bible says we shall run and not be weary Oh, so we now we got to learn to trust we got to learn to walk and we got to learn to run see when you first learn to walk walking will help you walk fast see once you learn how to walk then sooner or later you're going to figure out how to walk day by day meaning you put one foot over the other you keep your head lifted up because it is impossible to keep your walking gait straight if your head is hang, hanging down sooner or later if you're going to walk with your head hanging down you're not going to see what's before you and most likely you're going to trip even over your own feet it's just amazing how looking down can cause you to trip but looking up can cause you to move forward and so not only do you need to learn how to walk but when you learn how to walk you learn how to pick up the pace and I'm telling you even in this season there is an anointing there is a supernatural grace that God's not just going to help us to trust him or to walk with him but we're going to be able to walk and pick up the pace. Walking and picking up the pace equals a run. It's called fast walking and some of us going to learn to run in this season. Some of us going to learn that we can move faster than we ever moved before. We're going to learn that God has put acceleration and a momentum on our life. We're now in a, such a time as this. So we got to trust, we got to walk and we got to run this is the key to help us understand that we're waiting on God say I'm waiting on God but when I'm waiting on God I'm just not waiting without strength this same verse tells us we shall mount up with wings as eagles what it means is while we're waiting we're actually waiting with wings we're waiting with wings we're waiting with wings. We, are, we have our wings while we are waiting. Some preachers say, and it's more common at funerals, when a believer goes home to be with the Lord, they say, oh, sister so-and-so got her wings. It is said that brother so-and-so got their wings. But the truth of the matter is, when we accepted Jesus Christ, we were giving, given a pair of wings. The scripture says it like this. If any man be in Christ... He's a new creature. Tell somebody, say, that's wings. Yeah, that's wings. Uh, the Bible says that we are more than conquerors through him that love us. Somebody say, that's wings. Say, that's wings. That's wings. Yeah, I got my wings. The Bible says, greater is he 
that is in me that he that is in the world tell somebody say that's it that's wings too peter even asked jesus lord how often shall my brother sin against me and i shall forgive him jesus answered and said unto peter he said uh is it set until seven times but jesus said no until 77 times seven what tell somebody say that's wings that's wings that's wings when you can forgive and keep moving on the bible is trying to show us that we've already been given our wings that we're already living with our wings that our wings are with us that we have an ability to mount up we have an ability to rise above it all we are waiting but we are waiting with wings see the bible even tells us we live on a high place because we are seated in heavenly places come on the bible said we have been set as a city upon a hill actually they would say how did you get on a hill I flew up there with my wings. I was set up there by the faith of God. I got wings. Tell somebody I got wings. I don't want you to think that you got to die and get no wings. The Bible says that you have wings. And if you're born again, you already got wings. Tell somebody I'm waiting with wings. I'm waiting with wings. It means sooner or later going to turn in our favor because I'm waiting with wings. It means sooner or later we're going to mount up with wings as an eagle. I don't know about you but I believe you can fly. Tell your neighbor I believe you can fly. Come on tell him say I believe you can fly because I'm flying. Tell him I believe you can fly. I believe you got wings already. Come on. Testify and say I believe you can overcome it. Tell him I believe you can rise above it. I need people out there to say I believe I can fly. Come on tell somebody I got a testimony that I know you can fly it goes like this see I was on the verge of breaking down sometimes silence can seem so loud there are miracles in life that I must achieve but first I know it starts inside of me see if I can see it then I can be it if I can just believe it there's nothing to it I believe I can fly I believe I can fly above the pain I believe I can touch the sky. I believe I can be where God wants me to be. I believe I can soar. I see myself running through an open door. I believe I can fly. See, God is trying to give us strength to run like horses and to fly like eagles. And you're wondering what to do in this season. God is saying my strength is made perfect in weakness. And what you're trying to cop out of, I'm trying to push you into and what you think you need to rest from I'm trying to push you into because I'm going to give you strength like horses and cause you to run like horses and to fly like eagles I need everybody to clap I believe I can fly come on put your hands together and praise them right there I believe I can fly I believe that even in this season God is not backing away from trouble. I believe that God is calling us to run with the horses and fly as an eagle. And he's given us strength to do so through our pain, through our heartache, through our disappointment, through everything that's going on around us. God is saying, welcome to the season of what some say is impossible watch what i bring you through in this season watch what i carry you through watch what i carry you over 
watch the momentum I put on you in this season you're not gonna break down you're gonna get a breakthrough you're not gonna backslide you're gonna come forward I'm telling you God is telling us I'm giving you strength to run like horses and I'm giving you strength to fly like an eagle you ain't got to back down you ain't got to run you ain't got to cave in the Holy Spirit is resting on us in this season like never before every time I'm wondering God what you want me to do next God said I want you to go for it I'm gonna give you great discernment I'm gonna give you great wisdom lift your hands I'm praying now I'm gonna give you great wisdom if you stop complaining if you stop bowing down to your strength and bow down to my strength if you stop bowing down to your strength what you can't do what you can't help what you can't solve and letting that cave you in if you stop doing that but bow down and submit to my strength I'm gonna cause you to run with horses and I'm gonna cause you to fly with the eagles if you will start trusting me in this season you're gonna see grace that's unmeasurable people are gonna wonder how when did you grow you're gonna say under pressure when did this happen in 2021 and for some of you you already caught God's strength and it's already happening it already happened in year 2020 but some of us was looking for everything to stop in 2020 so we can have our season in 2021 and you've been disappointed already in 2021 you're like God can't we get a break God said no I'm gonna teach you how to function in this I'm gonna teach you how to multiply in this I'm gonna make you tough when it gets tough I'm gonna raise you up in the midst of a season of ambiguity when it doesn't seem clear and it seems confused and foggy I'm gonna raise you up I'm gonna raise you up in the midst of this why everybody's wondering what's happening now I'm gonna raise you up I want you to lift your hands because this is a prophetic word for this season it's a thank you it's a prophetic word for this season that you're going to run with horses how can I do that by his strength and you're gonna fly like an eagle how I'm gonna do that by his strength he challenges Jeremiah after the reality of his real complaint he said Jeremiah if you're complaining now how you gonna handle it when things really get rough he said I gotta anoint you to run with the horses some of you business owners are catching in this you're learning how to improvise you're learning how to find secrets of the season some of you leaders and pastors and people in ministry are catching this some of you mothers and are catching this that God is supernaturally giving you an edge in a season where the crazy has been let loose in the earth and I'm telling believers you already have your wings you're not dying to get no wings you're living with wings and sometimes your wings are just on the side of you people can't they just think you're waiting but I'm not waiting alone I'm waiting with strength I'm waiting with wings and at the right time I'm gonna mount up I want you to know that God has empowered you to win and God is trying to give us overwhelming victory
Elder Ezekiel began to release that even on Wednesday night that there is overwhelming victory. Not a little bit of victory, but overwhelming more than conqueror type victory. Overwhelming victory has come to our lives. And I want you to stand right where you are, either your home, wherever you are, I want you to stand. If you're able to stand, I want you to stand. It's a sign that God is still with you. And it's a sign that you're still standing by the help of God. That you're still standing, that God had left you, God had not forsaken you. Yes, you've had some tearful nights and some hard times and still may have some times after this message. But I want you to know that God's with you. God's grace is sufficient. God's presence is upon you and he's going to strengthen your family. All week long, I was praying for people going through. I was praying for this, how people are grieving, people are dealing with loss. I was praying for people who are just tired of it all and wish it would go away. You know, some of us can handle it, but there are people who are really sensitive. They have to turn off the news. It bothers them to their core. They have to turn off the news. They're tired of CNN manipulating stuff to fit their propaganda. They're tired of Fox News manipulating stuff to fit their propaganda. They're tired of it all. And all they want to hear is some truth. All they want to hear is some facts. All they want to hear is what's right. Don't play with their mind. Don't play with their emotions. They can't take it. But I'm telling you, God's going to give you strength. We hope you've been blessed by this fresh word from Truth Gatherer's Dream Center Church. Pastor Joseph Davis and the congregation invite you to join them. You can find more information by following them on social media. Just look up Truth Gatherer's Dream Center Church. And we pray that God will bless you richly and abundantly in the coming days, knowing that He is a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him.